Weekly Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Lynn. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. This is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some of the people in my life that I find so inspiring and so hardworking. And I get to ask them about their side hustles, their main hustles, or how they got to where they got. Um, The purpose of this podcast is to really redefine the definition of success because success means differently to all of us. And I wanted to showcase that through the people that I interview. If this is not your first time listening to my podcast, I want to thank you so much for your continued support. I've been getting an overwhelming amount of positive feedback about this podcast that more than I can ever imagine. When I started this podcast, I really only thought a couple people would listen, but a lot of you have reached out to me, some people I haven't even spoken to in years, saying that how much you enjoyed the podcast, um, how much you can relate to some of the people that I interview with, even if you're not in the same field, and just like overall how, how, you're, how much you're inspired by these people. That was the whole point of this. So I want to thank you guys for being so positive and letting me know what your thoughts are. Um, I'm open to it all. So please continue to give me feedback, comment, DM me, text me, and let me know what you think. A couple of people have told me that they wish that I introduced the podcast or who I'm interviewing before I really jump into it. So I'm taking that opportunity now. And also, some people have told me that they wish that they heard more about me and and since I'm always interviewing other people and what I'm up to. So I'm kind of going to uh, use this introduction as an opportunity. Um, so I have been recording a lot of interviews recently. Um, I am ahead of my recordings with people and interviews are way ahead of the actual release dates. And the reason I did that was because I know that life gets really busy and I know my schedule um, for work. Things are going to pick up soon since I'm starting a new project. And also I'm going to take my exam next month. So I really wanted time to focus on that. So I do have a lot of schedule, a lot of recordings already scheduled um, for the upcoming weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this interview with my friend Katie. Um, we talk about a lot and before you, either before you start this podcast, I would take a moment to read what the freelance piece that she wrote in the bio of this podcast, just because we talk about, that's where we really start off and Um, We talk about so much in this conversation that it's easy for us to like ramble and and go off topic. So just to give you some like background on it, if you read it after you listen to the podcast, that's fine too. But I definitely encourage you guys to read her piece. Um, She's an incredible writer um, and she's really been going through a lot recently. So she's one of those people that I knew when I started this podcast that I wanted to interview her just because she has such a kind and genuine soul and I just wish everybody can hear her story. So hope you enjoy it. Um, we talk about a lot, but you know, let us know what you think of the 
first part of Katie's podcast. Hey everyone, it's Jen. I'm here doing my second podcast with Katie Tamala. Is that how you say your last name? Basically, Tamola. Tamola. Like Tommy Tamola. <laughs> like that's that's like the or like yeah, that's what I tell people. <laughs> okay, um, guys, I'm so excited for this because I like really admire this chick. You don't know how like I. As soon as I decided I wanted to do a podcast, like you were one of like the top people I wanted to interview. It's honestly very, very humbling. It really is. <laughs> like, you're saying this, and I'm like, I'm gonna cry in public. It's, it's really, it's very humbling. And um, I, I knew of Katie like back in high school. We had like common friends, but I don't think we ever. Maybe we may have met like once. Yeah. Shout out to Benji. Yes. Oh, Benji Hom. Benji Hom. Oh my God. Living legend. Living legend. <laughs> Literally. The good, goat. Good dude. The goat. The, the goat. The, the, the greatest of goat. all time. <laughs> He's such a good, good guy. And oh shout God. out to Danielle, because oh like you can't shout out Benji no, without Danielle. I love Danielle. She's a freaking oh queen. God. I, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna start crying. <laughs> they're both, they're no, they're both the best. They're yeah. like, I'm like, oh, love exists. I look at them and I'm like, oh, I know, that's a thing. They're like major goals. Yeah, they're, they're pretty great. Good people. Good, good people. people. Okay, so, yeah, so we, I knew of you because of our common friends but you went to an all-girls high school I went to an all-girls high school um and how was that experience like I'm actually so glad you asked me this because I've been thinking about this a lot which yeah sounds like so cliche but um so that was oh my god so we were in high school 10 we almost graduated 10, 10 years yeah, ago 10 years ago we're, we're old or than we were <laughs> um no but it's funny you asked me that because I I like I loved going to an all-girls school like I mm. just I loved like I, my best. Me too. Yeah, you know, Me too. it just was like it, I don't know how to describe it. Like it was like a family. It was like, everybody says like, oh, how did you make yeah. it through an all girls high school? And I'm like, honestly, that's exactly why yeah. I'm the person I am today. Exactly. Like I, I like really like learned the value. It's gonna sound like so like Hallmark, but I really learned the value of female friendship. Like, Absolutely. It was just and it like for that to kind of to have that foundation. But I um, no, I loved it, but. I really did love it. Did you experience, like, a lot of drama or, like... So, there was, like, a good... Yeah, that's a good question. There was a good amount of drama, but I... When I look... Like, there was, like, drama in that year, like, you're 15. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I taught high school for a year after grad school, and, like, I remember hearing, like, things, like, the kids would say to me, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I said this to people. Like, I... You know, like, yeah. just, like, problems, like... You know, it's all, like, relative. Right. But there was drama, but the biggest thing that I remember is that I had, like, no confidence, like, and just none. Mm. Like, I yeah. look back, like, I'm in my, I'm in, like, my mid to late 20s now, and yeah. I, like, I'm, like, just now, like, like, like yeah. forming confidence, and I just, I look back, and I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I, I had, like, no self-esteem, and I'm, I've been trying to figure out, like, why was that, was you know, that? but, yeah, yeah. but, um, I credit my high school years for, like, because I didn't have confidence either. Like, I tell, tell everyone when I was going into high school, like, middle school, I was a shy girl. I was the one who, like, moved to different groups. I, like, didn't, I wasn't, like, I didn't have no, like, leadership abilities or, like, I wasn't, like, you know, the group leader. I kind of just floated and I yeah. really was displaced. And it wasn't until maybe, like, my sophomore year in high school, I, like, found a good group of friends yeah. and we were like so diverse yeah but we also were the type of people that had friends in other groups That's, whereas yeah. other girls like remained super clicky throughout yeah. the four years because it is pretty clicky yeah especially oh in yeah um and then like 
my senior my junior and senior year that's when I like kind of I started to break out of my shell and then college I was like yeah it's like all of a sudden you're like an adult like you're 16 you're 17 and then you're 18 yeah 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 sounds like silly but like you're just like I just remember I look back now and I'm like you me and the girls next to us like we were dealing with you know things that were things that were heavy and things that like mattered but I think a lot of people will tell you while you're 16 like I like I've learned like like we the way we treat teenagers often is like you haven't earned the right to like be depressed or you haven't earned the right right to like have sorrow yeah and in your like so before this podcast I did some homework (laughs) this morning (laughs) kind of procrastinated and I uh, reread your first like freelance piece and, and you said that you were like the president of your student council, was the student council in high school? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you do that? Uh, <laughs> how did you, you say you had no confidence, but like you obviously were the president of your student body. No, <laughs> that's, um, it's, no, it's funny because, um, so I think that's such a, I'm gonna say this a lot, but I really think that's a good question because I, so, I look back and it's it's strange like I've always been like afraid of like random things like I'm like very much like I'm like oh my god like am I gonna be late here like uh, is like like my mom's an ER nurse so anytime I walk under a scaffolding I'm like it's the scaffolding yeah. fall. like I'm very much a worrier <laughs> but in terms of like I've always kind of enjoyed public speaking it's very mm. strange like I don't know I just I kind of think it's fun I think it's yeah. like a nice I think it's like a gift like it's like a nice opportunity you yeah know? it's like oh somebody like literally has to listen to me for like <laughs> one to five minutes like that's crazy um but so when I was in high school I was like um, my junior year, I ran for president and I lost. And I, you would have thought that like somebody like took my like just like it was like <laughs> I act, literally life. like I like you would have thought that like ever someone like took like put me on a desert like I overreacted. <laughs> like my poor parents were like, oh no. Like I remember being like I remember my mom saying a few days before being like, fuck. Like I do not know what we're gonna do if you lose. So I lost my junior year. And I, um, my senior year, I ran again, and I, I just, I, I loved my school, and it was, it was, in that it was an all-girls school, it was so small, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like I had the opportunity to form meaningful relationships, I had the yeah. opportunity to form, like, so I think, like, that's, and it was, uh, it was a small, like, I think it was a combination of, like, it was a small school, school. and, yeah. um, I had, I had, like, um... Did they have to vote? Like, did the student population have to vote? I believe, yeah. They had... They so all, it was, like, popularity thing. It literally, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I'm not... That, that's, like, yeah. And I don't want to be like, oh, I was popular in high school. Because I, I remember... Um, I actually told this story... Well, I, like, wrote about it. I When I was a freshman in high school... <laughs> when I was a freshman in high school, and I think this goes back to, like, the confidence and stuff, I, I was, like, a, like... I was still short and uh, like overweight when I was in the eighth grade and like I had a growth spurt in the ninth grade and like my my uniforms were too big and I was just like my frazzled self and I had this backpack that was like bigger than I was. It was a big, big red backpack. And even my friends, like my best friends were like, you look like a train wreck. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're not in fourth grade. It was like a Land's End backpack that had like 40 folds. And I was like, no, like this will hold the staples store that I need. So um, anyway, I'm like, I was 14 and I was like running in the cafeteria. I think I was going to meet like my friend Sarah. 
and I tripped and I had an RSVP pen in my hand and I stabbed myself in the oh face my with the pen. And I was just like, and the, so I was a, a freshman and the junior girls came over and this one girl, I for, I like kind of remember her name, but I'm not gonna say her name, but she came over and she was laughing like, she was like at a Netflix special. Like she was like doubled <laughs> over laughing and I was like sobbing and I don't even know what the point of the story was, <laughs> but like, where did we, but like, so, oh, popular. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, um, I like kind of, I, I think I, I think I, um, I, I was very fortunate in high school. I, w- I was fortunate in that like I, the girls in my grade, like I love them. Like I, yeah. my, one of my two best friends, Kayla, I went to grade school mm-hmm. with her. I went to high school with her. And then Kelly Doyle, who like, uh, we became friends in high school. Um, I just, I got really lucky in terms of like yeah. friendship. Like I like, like. Kelly now is the friend that I made in high school, who mm-hmm. I made in high school, and I'm like, I wish everyone had a friend like that. Because if I like called her and I was like, it was 2 a.m. and I was crying, yeah. she would be like, all right, I'm gonna meet you or you're gonna come here. Like, and I don't think everyone has that. Yeah. But um, I just got I just got lucky, honestly. Yeah. Like, and the I loved like the younger grades. Like, I loved yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I wanna like my longest relation friendships and most like the closest ones are the ones that I met in high school yeah. in the all girls yeah, school yeah, because. Yeah. We all knew each other at the most awkward and Literally. awful stages. So, Literally. like, if you can get through, like, if we can be friends during that time, we exactly. can be friends throughout, like, oh my our God. life. No, exactly. Like, I can, it, it is such a, like, how can, how are we going to embarrass ourselves next? Like, <laughs> we, oh my God, we... Yeah, no, that was literally it. Because you're you're seeing everyone at their most vulnerable, but that's yeah. No, that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you major in college? So I majored. Um, I went to the University of Scranton um, in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which everyone will say the office. <laughs> I'm actually I'm gonna lose like everyone who I've ever cared about by saying this, but the office is okay. But I watch Parks and Rec every so week. So I'm like starting <laughs> to binge the office because everyone's like Jen. Yeah. You, like. Honestly, I haven't watched, like, yeah. The Office or Parks and Rec, yeah. but, like, and I want to be, like, sort of in the loop, yeah. you know what I mean? No, So I'm, definitely. like, starting. But it's, like, a lot of dark humor. That's, it's dark humor. There's, like, less malice and I in Parks and And Rec. I feel like I need to watch it with a specific person yeah. that can, like, I don't know, because dark humor is, like. No, literally. Mm-hmm. And you will, like, it's so true. And it's so many people, like, The Office is such a, like, I don't know if cult classic is the right term. But, yeah. like, people have such strong feelings. Strong like, I, feelings, like. like such strong feelings so yeah. you you say I don't like the office it's like me looking at you being like I don't I, like your daughter like. <laughs> that's true that's true that's 100% true um I've been like binging being Mary Jane I love being Mary Jane oh I love Gabrielle Union oh love my god her. I love would like her. every time I was on I just stopped I don't want I don't want to spoil it I don't know what season you're on but I'm I'm only on the first season okay so I'm not gonna say anything so yeah <laughs> I stopped like I like pause like I'm gonna continue but like this like one lady is like giving her a hard time and I want to like and she's from Grey's Anatomy, and she, like, plays a nicer woman mm. on Grey's Anatomy, so I'm like, this is very upsetting to my eyeballs, but, <laughs> no, I love being Mary Jane, and I totally did not even answer your question from before. I Major. <laughs> I That's ma- going to happen a lot. Here. Yes, definitely. Um, I majored in early and primary education. Yeah. So, like, pre-K to third grade, I was mm-hmm. certified to teach by the time I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. And in your first piece, which, so the title of Katie's first freelance piece is how I had to how I hid the fact that I was cutting myself and she talks about a lot and first one of the things you did talk about which we addressed and I wanted to which was being the student body president of your high school talking about um how you also talked at your graduation yeah and then you went to college 
took a major on teaching and you absolutely hated it. That's that is very much what happened. Yeah, and it's um and it's I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but it's it's so strange. It's very much related to who I was in high school because yeah. um when I was in high school, I um I didn't really like you look back and I just now like I'm you know 26. I'm like lucky to have people I can rely on. Like I'm a big like. You know, I've, like, warmed up to, like, therapy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm, I'm like, learning how to, like, be, like, more honest with myself and others about how I feel or whatever. But when I was in high school, like, I just would I didn't talk. Like, yeah. I was, like, I think I was 17 the first time I told my guidance counselor that uh, Swaziak at Notre Dame was, like, the day before we were graduating. And I was really stressed. And she was, like, why? And I was, like, oh, you know, like, my dad has drug problems. And, like, that was, like, the first time I had told anyone. And we were literally, like graduating high school so so just basically like when I was in high school I didn't really talk much like I was I was kind of like I just joked around like that's how I got through I like coasted yeah emotionally through high school and then then I um but anyway so I'm in high school and I'm just kind of like I don't know I didn't think I was smart like I didn't think I was smart at all so I was like I don't know what I want to do I didn't no, I didn't when I was 17 I was like I do not know what the fuck I want for lunch I don't know what I want to do I don't want to for the rest of my life life. yeah so um it had kind of been like I swear like it was like when I was in like the third grade someone put the idea of being a teacher in my head and I was like 17 Mm -hmm. and I I I just I didn't even think of it I was like oh yeah like that's that's what I'm on this earth to do like I wasn't like against the idea and I like liked the idea but at the time when I was you know a kid and then me like when I was thinking about it again but then um I really, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, you know, like, it would be cool to be a high school English teacher. Yeah. But I didn't think I was smart enough for that. So, and that's not to say that, like, and, like, I really don't want to imply that, like, um, early education is an easy way out because it wasn't. And, like, that was something, like, a lot of my friends and, like, a lot of my friends in college, even, like, people I were involved with, like, they would be like, oh, like, you're like your major's coloring and it was like no that's not like I I talked about in the piece too like I remember um so I'm like taking these classes I decide that I'm going to be like a pre-k to third grade teacher taking these classes and we're going to um we have to do a lot of like student teaching and shadowing so I go and like I'm with one of my best friends Joe and uh we just like got assigned to the same school and we're going and we see this um this kid who's like seven I think I think Mm -hmm. it was first grade yeah and he's like shaking and like and he like hasn't has like no one's like he hasn't had the opportunity to like shower or bathe or anything and like and it's just like so so like I you but you just like were like oh man like I there's nothing really I can do for this kid and this is the shittiest feeling in the world yeah you know like yeah just, absolutely and I think I just so I felt like helpless and I felt like and I just got to the point where I was 20 and I was a junior in college and I was like, this was cool for two years, but like, this is, um, this isn't where my heart is. Like, I yeah. don't wake up looking forward, forward. like looking, f- like I, my friend Joe, like he was born to teach. Like yeah. he's going to be like a principal. Like he's, yeah. he's like, he would like take such pride and like, he like lesson plan. And, and teaching is for specific people. Like they have the biggest hearts most, like, exactly. like all my friends that are teachers, I look up to them no, because exactly. I didn't have the guts to do that because I knew that no matter what I see or experience like I'd take that home with me and I yeah. wouldn't be able to sleep at night no, sometimes that's a, a thousand percent like that's and that is a there's a very good chance sometimes almost a guarantee that that'll happen yeah and I just basically like I was 
a big part of it was like I like someone put the idea in my head like I think I was in college I was around 20 and I started to hear quotes like if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life yeah like, yeah yeah and yeah. I just remember being like I alright I get that like this like this you know this isn't a card or this is like on an, a Pinterest board but like yeah and it's like silly and cheesy but like it's kind of it's, it's true, true. And it's I'm true. like I don't enjoy this at all. Yeah, like you I, should be able to get up every morning yeah. and like look forward. I that's what I wish for everyone, yeah, right? Like no, I wish for everyone to just wake up one day and find what they love to do. And I started this podcast because a lot of people don't feel that way. No, that's a, that's and I they're finding that out now. So yeah. like you find you you kind of discover that in college yeah. and you figure that out, right? But like even today there's going to be moments or instances where you're like am I doing what I love to do oh a thousand percent you know what what do you do now so right now I work for um I work for NBC Universal I just schedule that's awesome by the way thank you so much I great organization yeah no I have to say they honestly treat their employees very well like I'm I'm very fortunate I um I got the job because through Kelly Doyle, my best friend, her yeah. sister works at NBC, and she got my foot in the door, and um, I, I got um, an interview, and I've been there, I've been there for almost two years, and time time flies so quickly, but yeah, I just, I schedule their, I schedule CNBC's commercials um, from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. I had to remind myself just now. What? Like, That's what you do? Yeah. Like, so, like, you're the one who, like, so, like, if you're watching, commer- like, TV from, like, what, se- NBC from, like, 7 to... Uh, yeah. To, like, you're scheduling those. Yeah. Like, how they come in and, like... Exa- that's, exactly. That's like, and awesome. It's, it's interesting because it's, like, there's, like, a... It's 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 cool because there's a... And it's kind of, like, not formulaic, but, like, you want to make sure that you're... Like, you you know, certain certain brands can't advertise. Yeah, advertise you know, t- like, certain times exa- and, you know, like... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like some, like, some commercials are, like, I'm not airing after midnight. Everyone's asleep. And you're, yeah. like like the bullshit like what, are we, what am I gonna put here and I'm like throwing like uh, kittens mittens commercials that's but, awesome but yeah no I'm very fortunate it's um I love the people I work with yeah that's like that's number one. I love yeah like I I'm a job so like still a job is a job like yeah. it's still paying bills right yes. but like it's like more of like you enjoy like yeah working with the people that you do like Def- every day yeah definitely and like I I like and the good part about um working there is that I I have a lot of time to kind of, because um, what I want to do ultimately, like my ultimate career goal is to be a staff writer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just like, honestly, just to keep writing until yeah, I'm yeah. dead. But like, um, I, it gives, the, the job is wonderful. And it's a job that like, for for the most part, like at six o'clock I'm done. So I can go yeah. home and I can read what I want to read and I can try to write what I want to write. And yeah. like, because that's like what I'm really focused on right now, freelancing. So, so I'm just really lucky in that regard. Yeah. So when did you write your that first freelance piece? Like what year? So that is, let me think. Like it's after college. Yes. Okay. So I, um, it's so I ended up I went to grad school for journalism, right? Like because by the time I was um, when I was a junior, I was like, oh my god, like I don't want to teach. So I was like, I gotta go to grad school. Like I, I'm not ready to like, yeah, go like I don't want to be a teacher like. And I just was like, this isn't a service for, like, I love kids. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to, like, they deserve better than, like, me, like, walking into a room and being like, I guess we're going to do addition with gummy bears today. Like, I, you know, like, I, you know, my friends were like, we're going to do, like, we're going to do math. And, like, you're going to, we're going to, like, challenge you. And I just, you know, it, it was just not wasn't your there. Thing. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I was panicking. And I, 
I really, it was kind of like a Hail Mary, like, yeah. grad school, and it just worked out, but, um, so after grad school, like, I wasn't able to find a full-time writing job, so I taught for a year, and then I started at NBC, and I, I was just, like, writing, and, like, you know, like, not writing as much as I should have, but, like, I, I'm a big, like, sometimes I'll, like, start things, like, I have, like, 40 notebooks, like, you know how it is, like, <laughs> yeah. and, um, so basically, like, I was, like, writing things, but then, um, I was like, I feel like I need, like, kind of, like, I had been out of grad school for a year, over a year, and I was like, I need a, a um, like, a refresher or something. Something, yeah. So I took a class with Dana Schwartz, um, who's an author, and she's a writer for Entertainment Weekly. She's really sweet, very talented, so smart. Um, and she just, like, basically like, taught me how to pitch. So that was, that was like, last summer, 2017. Yeah. So basically... I like learned like okay this is how I this is how I'm gonna I kind of like switch gears like I'm not gonna get like a full-time writing job right up the right, bat right, like right. you know I have to kind of try to prove myself to myself and to other people and I have to like get better read more write more and I really like honestly like have to write more like that's really it like the long and short of it so yeah. so that was last summer and then like I think um I want to say that I wrote that in um I'm I want to say like November, mm-hmm. and I um, I was just sending sending emails to editors, and um, yeah. usually like I just got really lucky. Like Rebecca Adams at Refiner Twenty Nine, like she um, she was really really kind and just really transparent. She was like, um, "All right, I'm gonna." She like she's like, oh, um, "Do they give you a topic to talk about, or like do they like just tell you?" That's or, a, like, no, you um you. If, so if you're like a freelance writer and I don't want to like speak like blank like a blanket statement but yeah. if you're you just like you have to like basically approach Produce, them and be yeah, like yeah, hey like I have this idea like this story is about windows and like I you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and they like will say like oh I'm not interested or often like they editors like I've been told and I've like I, I can just like I don't think anyone's lying like editors have like hundreds of emails oh, every, day, every day so like they're not going to respond to everyone so it was just kind of like I took that class in the summer and I was just sending all these like pitch emails and I wasn't hearing anything or if I was like lucky I was getting a no like I was getting acknowledged which yeah so I was like okay thankfully I'm getting acknowledged but I was so like I was just like sad because I was like oh man like maybe I just like don't have this like maybe how did you build the confidence to put out a piece like this um, that's, that's a really nice, qu- it, it's a really nice question. It's a flattering question. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say question one more time. Um, I just basically, like, got to a point where I was like, this is, um, I don't know. Like, I, I basically got to a point where I was like, I don't care, you know, what, like, I don't care if, like, people, people know this of, about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care, like, I, yeah, like, I don't care what people think, like, um, I just, yeah, I got to a point last year where I was, like, um, just last year was, like, a challenging year for me personally and emotionally, so I just was, like, yeah. I don't I don't care. Like, I was, like, I, um, and it was... You're I, putting it out there and just owning it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I just kind of was, like, um, and it was, it was very much for me. It was, like, you know, you, you know, everyone says you have to do stuff for yourself, and yeah. it was kind of just, like, okay, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to write this, and, um... Yeah, 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 and I want to talk about that because that's a major reason why I started. Like, I read that piece, and I I've read it like three or four times already. And when I started to do notes, I for this podcast, I was just like, "This is how she copes. Like, this is exactly it. Like, 
this beautiful piece is how she coped and I wanted to get into the mindset of like where you were at that time so like yeah guys I'm gonna link the article oh, in this <laughs> in this because um, we're referring to it a lot and I and um thank you like I want to talk about it yeah. more because we 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 talked about how you were as like in high school and yeah. kind of and then there you said something in in the the article as to why teaching wasn't good for you and one of the, the standout quotes that they highlighted was it was just it was not just that I didn't think I was a good person it was also that I truly believed that I was like a bad person yeah and you talked about how you just like hated that major yeah and like talk me through I guess kind of when you and you and talk about how like you thought that this behavior mm-hmm. of yours was expected of you like yeah. sorry if I lost no you, no I, like, you didn't you didn't at all like <laughs> it's all like no definitely so I um I remember when I thought of like like I just remember feeling that and then writing that down and being like oh wow like this really is how I feel like I just I hit I hit um, my junior year and it was kind of like it took me like a month or two to realize I didn't like teaching like because you're, you're in junior yeah, college yeah. like graduation's on the horizon whether you right. like it or not and it's not like um, anyway like it took me like a month or two and I I was an RA for the first time and I just was like shout out to being RAs by the way <laughs> I'm a, I was an RA too it's it's fucking torture sometimes it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing oh, I, wanna, but, I want you to talk about that too oh i would love and i'm gonna send all my old residents this link because they, oh yeah absolutely they tortured we tortured each other but they oh my god they they were really they were they were wild they were they were just like they like really i remember once they were scratching at the i think i wrote about they were scratch like i was scratching at my door and i was like mom like i think they're trying to break into my room and she was like my mom's like a really like cool down to earth lady <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was yeah. like Oh God! Uh, what is the craziest uh, RA experience you've ever had? Craziest RA experience I ever had. Did uh, you ever write? Did you write anyone up? N- so I, so I <laughs> yes, I did. I'm trying to think, and usually, but like, I'm trying to think. One time we we had to write the write these uh, write these guys up because like they had like an obscene amount of all alcohol. Yeah, you know they had like a like you you just have to sometimes. Like, yeah, well, I had wrote up like twelve people once. Yeah. Oh, now because I wanted to but yeah. they were just very careless yeah, because like no, first of all you know when the RA does yeah, rounds yeah. and t- 24 pe- 12 people in a room yeah like oh my god it's a nightmare no it's that and it's during like, the time that you yeah. the RA is doing rounds like you no. sh- you just like put the music down no. and then like start up another 20 minutes it's, like that yeah <laughs> no it's and it's like I and I like they asked for oh, it. Oh, no, they... But this... And it was always... Yeah, it's always, like, egregious. Like, usually, yeah. like... Because I just... I was never really going, like... Because when I was first in RA, I was like, yeah, I'll earn my keep. I'll, like... But then you're, like, a weekend, and you're like, I have school. Like, I'm I just, have like, a life. You're like... Yeah, you're like, I have a life. And, like, oh, my God, these girls are two years younger than me. Like, they're trying to get through life. I'm trying to get through life. Like, you're going to have a, a beer in your room. If I don't... Like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to <laughs> see it. Like, but... um one time we had to, I think like, I, I think I wrote someone up twice, if I'm remembering correctly. I can't remember the other time, and I'm just going to add one yeah. to the, the one time. It was my senior year, and I actually did f- feel bad because they were sophomores, but um, they, the one, and you walk into the room, and the one girl just fucking gave up her friend so quick. And she was like, like was me. Like, you both, and I was like, Jesus. I was like, I like, still like see that girl on social media, and I'm like, I hope that like, you like, you and your friend have like, patched things up, but yeah. Um, 
so that was like I did, like felt bad. Did you worry about like what? <coughs> not what people thought of you, but like because as an RA, you kind of just like want to be able to connect to your residents, yeah. and then no, just like yeah. you obviously put this like you want to be a role model. That's exactly, why you yeah. go into these positions. No. And I mean, I, I I get it. And then like there was one time like I was at a bar, and I was 21 when I was yeah. an RA, and like. Then like the whole bar starts yelling like R A Jen like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's I'm, like no fun. but like I'm I'm a regular person like yeah. I'm just out here just trying to enjoy like, doing the your quote unquote best years of your, your life your yeah. door decorations no, that's about oh it <laughs> I, yeah but you had a very difficult time with like I connecting did. with your residents at first so it was kind of like so I, I turn I know I keep saying this but like I turned twenty and twenty like I look back and it was just like probably like the most challenging year of my life because yeah. I, it's, I dated this guy in Boston and he said that I talk about this more than anyone he's ever heard of talking about something like this, but my appendix burst when I was 20, like right <laughs> before I was supposed to start RA training. Yeah. So he's like, you always talk about that. Like I've never heard. And I'm like, I'm like, it's my claim to fame. Like, um, but so my appendix burst and I was like in the hospital for a few days, but I, I, um, it was right before RA training and I was afraid I was going to lose my job and that's like yeah I wanted to be an RA but I'm also going to be 100% honest with you I needed the $15,000 yes like, 100% so like I was like fuck <laughs> like I so I like get to campus I like can only eat like probiotic yogurt I like obtain <laughs> these horse pills I like I'm like so stressed like um which so whatever so um Basically, like, I start the year out, and they always say, like, don't give your residents your phone number. What's the first fucking thing I do? I give them I, all my yeah, phone Yeah, I give them like, my phone number. I'm like, yeah. oh, just, like, if you need something. Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah. sure enough, like, I'm on the other side of campus, and they're like, I'm locked out. Or, like, I, like, would, li- like, do <laughs> Naples, like, have, like, when do they serve steak? And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have to change my phone number. This is the worst mistake I've ever made. <laughs> but, like, that was fine. But basically like it was just a culmination of things like I so I started to realize I hated my major but I also so I kind of like uh, originally like I was trying to be like a fucking like Amy Poehler cool mom with them so like <laughs> I was like we're all gonna have fun and then like one night they were they, we were just loud like I'm a loud person but yeah. they were also very like loud they were like raging on a Tuesday like yeah not drinking but like pre-gaming the pre-game like just like <laughs> listening to Kesha like really loud so I was like it was like and some of them were like neuroscience majors like some of them were yeah studying. yeah so yeah I was like guys you like have to quiet down and then <laughs> I had this one resident Emily one of the strongest most wonderful women I've ever met but she <laughs> I um I, I I told her I was gonna document her for um for breaking quiet hours because I had warned her like four <laughs> yeah, times yeah, to stop yeah, screaming yeah, yeah. and it became like this big like dramatic thing on her floor like she'd see me like after I like quote unquote documented her for quiet hours which isn't even a thing she would like see me on camp she thought she was like gonna get expelled so like basically um it just all like came to fruition that my boss was like we need to have a meeting because like like everyone is going on your floor and like you like no one's like (laughs) you can tell like none of your residents like you and like they're miserable they're complaining to their parents and I was like all right basically we have a meeting it was like going okay it was like it was like September I'd been an RA for less than a month and I'm starting to realize I don't really like my major I'm 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 just, like, feeling depressed, but, like, that's a separate issue that I'll, like, get to, but, like... Yeah. But I just remember I was... And my boss was like, oh, we have to have this meeting, so I'm I'm just kind of, like, I'm very depressed and, like, a very, um... I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, like, academically, and I'm sitting in the back of this meeting, and, um... Uh, it's, like, going okay, and then the end, one of my residents stands up. She was, like... She's, like, a 
uh, just like a natural born leader, like yeah. like played for like the volleyball team, just like a like a good human. Yeah. Like, and she <laughs> took out. I'll never forget this because I started laughing. <laughs> she took out a list from her pocket, and it was like we all got together before this meeting, and this is a list of things that Katie does that really upsets us. And oh she like started God. reading the list, and my boss was like, "All right, all right, like." But it was just so, like, it was like, oh, my God, like, I'm listening to a list of reasons, like, why I suck. So it was, like, a very... That's, like, awful. But it was, like, it was just so funny. Like, looking back, I was like, oh, my God. Because I did, oh, they used to, um, our bathroom was communal, and it was always disgusting. Yeah. And the maintenance man, like, he had, like, he worked really hard to, like, yeah, clean yeah. our floor. And he also, like, he had a bout of cancer, like, a, year, a couple years prior. And I was like, we, like, I think his name... I think his name is Tom. Like, I was like, this is just fucked up. Like, Tom doesn't deserve this. So I made them all come to a mandatory floor program where I don't know if I'm, like, necessarily proud of this, but I made them, <laughs> I, like, quote, unquote, taught them all how to flush a toilet. And they that's, like, really pissed some of them off. Wow. They were like, oh, we're not fucking preschoolers. And I was that's... like, oh, stop ass acting like them. And it was a disaster. But, um, but after that meeting, I think, like, we just started to see each other in a more human way. Yeah. Because it was, like, my boss who would go on to hate me, my RA boss, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> she kind of, I'm grateful because, like, she at least provided the space where we could, like, talk to each talk other as up. humans because yeah. it became as, like, I'm, like, a junior and I'm your RA and, like, you guys are freshmen and, like, we're at war. And it was just so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I look yeah. back and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and I also, like, right after that, like, I just learned a lot more about my residents as a person, you know, as, as people. Yeah. Like, they, and we saw... We saw each other more as people and we needed that and it's like about the it's like all about building that connection yeah. like they don't see you as like a person at first like you're their ra you're the person they like essentially have to fo- like no, exactly. follow and like no, like follow the rules like exactly your mo- your mom and like you ha- that you dictate the rules yeah. and like they, no, exactly. they you're the fun killer yeah and like yeah. You're, you're like the, the old they have like no idea have problems but you're also the fun killer yeah of, like you're and and they and it's true, like, because I remember when I was a freshman, like, my RA became one of my best friends after my freshman year, but, like, I looked at her like she was Mother Teresa. Like, yeah. she could do no wrong in my eyes. She was, like, a perfect angel. She was also an education major, so, yeah. like, she was, so, yeah, when I was, um, but, yeah, when I was a junior, and then when I was a junior, I was, like, oh, like, I don't even know if I should get into this, but I was, like, kind of, like, seeing this guy, and, like, I, like, who was like my best friend and I just remember being like I'm not setting a good example yeah I'd be like and then like if anything if you would like if they go through anything you're like their biggest defender like I know I remember one time I heard the boys floor was spreading this rumor about this girl on my floor yeah um that that she was pregnant and I and I didn't actually like she was actually in my same year Mm -hmm. and I um didn't like talk to her that often but as soon as I heard that rumor I marched over to yeah. that boys room and yeah. I was like if you're gonna spread any more rumors about this person being pregnant I will report you yeah no and I like shut the door I, know, that's, I, <laughs> I think that's like that. one of my boss asked me no friend. I love I not love that no I like really as you're telling me that I'm like I fucking love that I um I and I've like it took me a while to be a person who does that for like the like that's always a person I've wanted to be someone who's like um been like oh no you're not gonna fuck with this person I care about so like I think that's awesome I are so once like we got it's cool because we got that all out of the way but then um we were so floor decorations like um (laughs) decorating the fucking floor for Christmas they all love Christmas I fucking hate Christmas I won't get into it but like I (laughs) hate Christmas they all there are people who really really love Christmas and and then there are people who really and there are people who like live to be like let's talk about the downfalls and consumerism (laughs) of Christmas and then I'm like pull up a chair 
but um so like we're like decorating for christmas after christmas we're decorating for like oh our floor theme oh my god I said I wanted my senior year my floor theme to be Rihanna, but I ended up not doing it because Ugh. I don't know. I don't know what happened. There was like pushback, but we had a floor theme. I can't remember. I think something like Candyland or like or like candy or something. And these girls, we were three dorms in one, and I was the RA for one dorm on one yeah. floor. And these girls in a dorm connected to ours started stealing our decorations. But like, which is one thing, whatever. But like, they were they were pasting our stolen decorations to their doors. My one. My one resident, Jessica Goodman, who was such a sweetheart then and still is such a sweetheart now, she texted me. And this was, um, she texted me and she was like, Katie, like, I respect you. Like, she was like, but you, she was like, I'm just going to give you a heads up. Like, either you deal with this or like, I'm going to like punch someone in the face. And I just remember like laughing hysterically and being so comforted by like Jessica being like, but I remember texting her back and being like, okay, like we can't hurt anyone. But I... I remember having to like be like, stop stealing decorations, and then oh, it was just like such bullshit drama. Like, yeah. But, but for all fun, all, all great fun. stories, all great stories. <laughs> so I guess that kind of, like, I could see why now, like, you kind of got to a place in college where mm-hmm. it was just like not that positive, and it was just yeah. Like, so you had this meeting with your like your residents, and then. You had to like fight for your RA job, yeah. and then, like, what? How was the rest of like the school year like, and like the rest of, yeah, that how it brought to that piece? Yeah, it was. Um, so basically, like, I wasn't. I was kind of uneasy from like the very start of the year. Like my sophomore year, best year of my life. I was 19. I was living with my best friend. I met my other best friend, Bob Law. Like, I met this guy um, who was Bob's quad mate, who I like kind of like fell a little in love with who I was like kind of dating the next year but yeah. like whatever shout out to Bob Law because I feel like I already know <laughs> him loves Bob Law. Even just off your Twitter yes, and like yeah. I I want to meet Bob yes, Law you, so Bob I Law promise. I want to meet you yes Bob Law everyone <laughs> all my I, social media accounts are fan accounts for Bob Law <laughs> <laughs> so you met Bob Law and so like so you go from like just like and Baba and I just like click like we have like he's just one of my he's yeah. my best friend like he's a good dude and so you go from like having like a year like that like mm-hmm. you know only way when you're at the top like you gotta I guess fall I don't I don't know but yeah. like um so I was living with my best friend and then I'm living alone so I'm like completely alone in this huge room which is like I was so excited I've never had my own room before before that <laughs> point so I was like yeah. let's do this so um but. I just was like something happened like I um I ended up like having to go to like um I went to like the Scranton Counseling Center because I was like I don't know what's wrong like I just woke up one day and I was I was like beyond like probably the saddest I've ever been and I couldn't really pinpoint it and I also just was like thinking illogically is a strong word but like illogically like I just like woke up every day like thinking I was like a bad person and like that I didn't deserve to be happy in that like I just I really believed that and it was like the first time in my life that I was like waking up every day and kind of having this like force in my like soul and brain being like you do not deserve to be happy like you are the worst of the worst and it was just like constant it was like 24 7 like through the RA shit through the like school through like and I just I wasn't telling anyone like I was like at first I was like I'm just not gonna tell anyone and I kind of was like this is gonna be my new life and it's crazy because I guarantee you that the people in your life at back then probably would have never thought that 
because you probably put a smile on your face every single day was like the life of the party was the one who would always tell the funniest jokes and then like deep down you were just not happy i was yeah i was kind of a because i scranton again it's like such a small school like i've yeah i've been lucky in terms of like i've always kind of wanted to go to like i wanted to go to a small high school i wanted to go to a small college and scranton was so small and like i made like everyone kind of knew each other so i kind of like it was i did kind of feel like it was it sounds like self-serving but i did kind of feel like it was expected of me to be like bubbly and like i just i was just like the queen of like I was always just talking about fucking nonsense, but I was never saying anything. Like, if I just... If that makes sense. Like, then, I... Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. And and you said that, too. Like, this is... This behavior was kind of expected of you to kind of, like, make people laugh. Yeah. Or to be that person. Yeah. That person that was just, like... Yeah. Oh, it's Katie, the funny person, the, like, just the one who talked. And just, like, to to be, like... And, and you also touched on like being a people pleaser yeah no exactly like i've like and you'll hear it too and and sometimes it's a fluke but sometimes it's just like oh i don't need this person in my life but like around that time like i would be if i was like i told like a per like a few people like oh like i just i feel like shit like i don't know what's wrong and like i had one friend be like you should like practice smiling or you should just like suppress it or and like and like she's a wonderful person but like i was like no, like, this is, like, I feel like I, like, deserve, like, I, like, deserve to be in pain. Like, I wake up every day feeling like I deserve to be miserable and that I'm and the worst. And you said, like, but you, but then you, you also said, like, nothing was really, like, nothing, no major event exactly. was happening. Yeah. Like, you were just waking up being sad and, yeah. like, upset and you were, like, but there was you had no right you felt like you had no right to be sad no exactly that like to this day like and i still i talk about this with like when i like when i go to therapy like i talk about this like just like like having the right to feel sad like because i just you know i grew up like i grew up in manhattan like i have like parents who like um love me you know like i have my siblings like i I, i'm just like so fortunate and like just so many fucking ways and like I remember, and nothing was, ha- like, my junior year, like, yeah, okay, I didn't like my major, and being RA, an RA was stressful, but, like, no one was sick, like, I wasn't going through, and like, the first half of the year, I wasn't really going through a breakup, like, yeah, nothing yeah. was, like, so it was wild, it was, that's how I kind of knew, like, like, when I look back, that's how I'm, like, oh, like, that was, like, the darkest period of my life, like, to yeah. this day, like, I'm, like, like, last year was really challenging for me and just like I felt like shit but like I like compare it to when I was 20 and I was like no no comparison yeah and during those years like mental health was not a conversation it, at all exactly at all. And it was not a conversation exactly and it's so funny now because like it's like the conversation, the you, know, conversation. you know like but then in it those was, years and yeah. then like I remember like because um like I went to <laughs> I went to a doctor's appointment yesterday yeah and they were like oh they were literally asking questions on like my happiness and like yeah. and like oh, they were like yeah we just like, incorporated this to like yeah find out people's like holistic health and yeah. I'm like it's about like, time no, right exactly. like it's crazy that like we live in a world like the, the conversations are just happening yeah. now no and it's exactly and it's because it's like i can't believe especially with technology because like it just with the fact that it took so long like i feel like just now it's like it's still not accepted like i yeah. um 
like I still like when I'm going to like if I'm going to therapy like I still like trip over my words like when I'm leaving my office because I'm an adult I'm almost 30 years old like I like feel like there's a stigma if I'm turning to my good friend or my coworker, my supervisor and be like oh I have to go to therapy Thera- like yeah. I feel like even when you say like I need to go to therapy yeah. I have a th- therapist appointment it's like there's like this there. everyone's like oh my god oh god oh yeah let's talk about Seinfeld like they don't know what yeah. to do I think yeah. just people are just still uncomfortable with the topic exactly and, yeah and you know and one of the things that, and I read your piece so you you said that you kind of, it kind of came out like what November yes. of last year Des- yes November December and so when you released that piece the reason it touched me so hard was because at the time um, I was dealing with my 14 year old cousin who um, was having a very very difficult time in starting his first year out in high school yeah um, we found out he started cutting himself yeah. and like, and he was in and out of like mental health facilities yeah. and he could, he couldn't find it, get into a school and he was the, he is the yeah. brightest kid I know. And they were just like, we don't have the resources. We yeah. don't have the resources. And it just like, it just like blows my mind no, that yeah. like today, like we still don't have the help for no, that. No, that's exactly. And it's kind of like. And it's like they cared for him, but then they were like, we care for him so much that we know that we don't have yeah. the resources for it. But mm-hmm. like now he's he's jumped from school to school to school. Yeah. And it's like hasn't like there's no civilian. Granted, he's OK now. But also at that time, like when I read your article, I also found out that he was cutting himself. Yeah. And it was really hard be- emotionally just knowing that like this 14 year old that like grew up like so quickly yeah um was going through that and i like i've had friends that like experienced the same things Uh that you did and Mm -hmm. and and i'm so like i'm just one of those people that like i get so invested in in my friends and what they're going through and i just want to make them feel like yeah good no matter what it is and like I guess it it is a difficult topic to talk about and and it's like it is it it also to be the friend or to be the family member to to like yeah be it's it's hard but like you kind of have to go in with like very open arms and just exactly. be honest and yeah. allow that person to feel what they feel yeah. that's the biggest thing no like, that's that's literally you just said it like allowing the person allowing to feel them to what feel. they feel and that's that's exactly it mm-hmm. um no the cutting is like such an it's stigmatized and it's so many things but it was um i would say i agree and like that it's like the thing that like people do not want to talk about like I especially if you um I I actually when I was in grad school I did my thesis on this kind of like the media's portrayal and I basically found like a lot of sitcoms like and just like just like it's kind of like a punchline like people are uncomfortable so they don't talk about it or they make it a punchline like that show awkward on MTV like they had a line about cutting um Big Bang Theory which is one of the most successful sitcoms of our generation had a line about cutting like and I just and then it just makes you feel like shit. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm a freak. Like, people look at me like I'm a freak. And, but um, it kind of just, 
you just get to the point where it's like I just I mean I can't speak for anyone else it's it's a it's definitely like an individual experience yeah um but it's also um it's it's uh, like it's gonna sound so fucking ridiculous that I'm gonna say this it's in that it's dangerous but I I think I, I wrote this too the most dangerous part for me and I think one of the most dangerous parts for anyone is when you are um doing it and you haven't like no one knows like the secret the secrecy aspect is yeah the most the, dangerous the, yeah yeah um because when I was doing it I was and you know I still like I'm trying to think of like how did I get to the point where I'm like this is what I'm gonna do today like how I don't I don't really remember you don't, like yeah. and you don't and also like you don't ask that person no like, oh yeah. like what made you do that because like yeah it's not something that they are like oh yeah like schedule it in my thing exactly like, you know? my <laughs> like write it down like this is what I have to do yeah. today that's not the case uh it's funny you say that because I actually I think I wrote about this but I actually got in a lot of trouble when I was in Scranton Scranton's a wonderful wonderful place like I can't speak highly enough for it my cousin's looking at it my old student's looking at it I'm, I'm trying not to push it I'm trying not to push it on my other student but um when I was in Scranton I actually um I so I'd, I'd been cutting for a while and it was uh, strange because when I started doing it I was like this is going to be a one and done thing and it's going to be like I can't believe I did that and I'm going to move on and I'm going to go to brunch and like with my friends like I'm yeah. just going to you know be, like get back or like figure my shit out I'm not going to do this and then it just became like a like a thing like it was like a it wasn't every day it wasn't every week but it was like it was just I I got I got so upset once I'm a big like crier like oh but, I'm a huge crier so huge. I, I love, I like the therapeutic aspect, like, but I was like, so, and I just, and I just, I really like, I really, that night, like the most upset I ever was my junior year, like I went back and I basically, I cut myself in, but it was like, I wasn't even there. And I remember, it was like, I like looked down and I had all these marks on my, on my arm. And I was like, Oh, like I just, even in that moment, I was like, Oh my God, like this is, this is like, this might be rock bottom. This might be close to rock bottom. So I went to my friend, Catherine, and I also later told my, like, the guy who was, like, kind of my boyfriend, who he knew, but he, and he was super supportive, but he was like, oh, my God, like, why didn't you tell me, like, I'm sorry, this became a ramble, but, like, the most, um, but that, like, they, like, Catherine and Nick knew, but, like, before that, like, no one knew. No and one And that was, for months, for, like, six months I was doing this, and, like, no one knew. No and, one knew. like, that's, I really could have, like, I, you know, like, I could have really, gotten, really, yeah. like, I could have. I could have gotten really hurt and I yeah. just was like I don't but I had such I kind of just had such little value for myself that I was like I don't care I was like yeah. I'm gonna do it I don't care so I decided mid through this podcast that this is gonna be a two part podcast <laughs> because there's just like so much there's so much here you know I commend you so much for like really telling your story and being Thank open so about talking about your depression and and anxiety and cutting and all that because like the conversation does matter you Thank know you. and I, yes i agree to be able to like write a piece and like really put the most vulnerable part of your life on text thank you it's out there you know what i mean mm-hmm. and how did you come out of that like how did you come obviously at the time you couldn't find a play like you were in you were in it like you were deep in it and and then you write this piece like how 
tell me about that transition about how did you get out or come out of that hole to be able to like put it on paper and to like what happened definitely I so basically like I'm in like the I'm in the thick of it and I'm kind of like I don't know what it's like I would never want to like compare it to like cigarette smoking because like I don't know what it's like to be addicted to cigarette smoking but I just remember when I did it I was like this is the last time like I would be like I was like kind of like a like I, I felt like addicted is such a strong word but like I was very like reliant on this like this was my thing this was my escape like this was whatever it was like it was mine so I'm like relying on it and I'm only, I only really told, like, my, like, pseudo, like, who I'm, like, kind of dating and my friend Catherine. I think they were the only ones who knew. I didn't even tell, like, I was, I saw a counselor at um, Scranton. I was very close with our best, like, mental health professional I've ever met. Like, wonderful woman. Shout out to Barbara at the University of Scranton. But, um, just, <laughs> like, shout outs on this I, uh, So many. <laughs> um, just great people. But I didn't even tell her because I was like, I just, I'm not gonna, this is, like, I'm, this is gonna be the last time I do it. So, like, why tell her? But basically my one friend found out he like saw he saw that I had bandages on my arm and he he just really put it together right in that moment he looked like horrified so then he went to my boss uh, what we had a shared boss we were orientation assistants together so we went to her and like I totally understand why he did it he, he's like one of my good friends I love him so much like I don't like I'm not mad that he did it but he went to her and he was like I don't know what to do like she's like hurting herself so she my, that boss went to my RA boss and my <laughs> RA boss's name was Barbara so my OA boss was like we're gonna go meet with Barbara so I thought she meant my like mental health counselor yeah. but in walks the door my RA boss and she she sits me down and she's like asking me all these questions she's like are you seeing a doctor are you on antidepressants like do you think this is gonna affect your ability to be an RA and I just remember I was like okay this is rock bottom that was like April of my junior yeah. year I was like this is fucking ridiculous like and she had like the tact of a sponge like and I that's like mean to say but like she really just wasn't at all nice about it and I was like so basically like so then the meeting ended and she was like um I'm gonna talk to your counselor at the counseling center and I'm gonna deem like whether or not you can continue to be an RA and so for crazy. my senior year so crazy so I was like okay cool like you're gonna hang that like 15 grand over my head oh, yeah so, like my entire life literally yeah. yeah like I so whatever so basically she has the meeting with my counselor my counselor is wonderful like my counselor would, was very honest with her was like yeah she's going through something but like I don't think it's I think she can still be an RA and the other Barbara was like okay you can be an RA and I was like thank you so much for this Christian act of service <laughs> but um so then basically my um my mental health Barbara was like you need to tell your mom and I was like what like I was like what do you mean I need to tell my mother like my mom's my best friend but I was yeah. like my mom worries so much like yeah. she's so chill with like like she's a nurse so she's like so chill with like blood and like I dislocated like my finger and it's in my eye like she's like so like but like in terms of like her kids like she's a mom she gets she worries about us all the time so I was like Barbara I'm not telling her like she's gonna f and um I did hardest conversation I've ever had in my entire life but uh and it really she uh it was just sad she was so upset yeah. you know like oh my god like the look on her face she was like just because like, mothers are like what did I do exactly what did I exactly do? how Mom, could I have prevented this, that exactly like, like how could I have prevented that did it was there something I did was something I didn't do and like no it wasn't that like yeah. she, my, I, my mom's a favorite person on the planet like yeah. I couldn't have asked her a more wonderful mother like she's my best best friend but it just was what it was like it was 
that had nothing to do with her and but anyway so she finds out and so I tell her I'm like you know I'm getting I'm getting help and I'm like uh, whatever and so basically like through that like that's kind of when I stopped like I had like that and like one other time and then when I was in Boston when I just moved to Boston I just kind of uh, I, I don't know I just fell into it one more time and I knew I was like alright this is bad and then I, you know I was I was getting help when I was in Boston I was going to therapy whatever and it happened once in Boston and hasn't happened since thank God but um, so that but end of the end of grad school I had I kind of just started trying to write about it like I would be like for homework or for something like for like I was part of this like magazine group at um, BU so I'd like write about it I'd be like how does this and I just was like it felt like good to kind of get it out there and did you have a moment where it was like oh yeah it's time to own this shit that's a that's a really good question um or did your therapist have a moment that's like you need to own this shit that's I think I just kind of um I kind of just like felt like it was time it was time yeah. for me like this is okay so like it was almost like cutting was like in its in the horrible reality that it was was my thing it was like something yeah. I leaned on and all that and it was mine but then it, it like healthfully for lack of a better adverb transitioned into like writing about it became my thing yeah so I was it just like made me feel better and it made me feel like um, like it was kind of like I'm gonna try to write about this and I'm gonna try to portray it as I felt it and, yeah. and then I just um, I felt good about it like I felt good being like um, saying in front of like this dude who I like this like 30 year old man I'm in your grad program with and who I'll never see again but yeah. like you know yeah my little weird he's gonna think I'm like whatever yeah but I'm just gonna say it because at the end of the day like I I am who I am and like I I love I love the people in my life and I want like whoever matters in my life to love me back and like you For know who what I mean? you are exactly. and what you've been so. through and it and it all like yeah. you were I guess at that point where you were like, I'm going to live my truth and whoever is going to accept it will accept it. And whoever doesn't, exactly. doesn't, no, you know, it. yeah. Um, and has. Hey everyone. I hope you guys enjoy the first part of Katie's podcast. Um, I apologize if it felt like it ended it so abruptly. Um, you know, going into this podcast, I didn't plan for the interview to be two hours long. But then midway through the podcast, like I decided that Katie and I just have so much to talk about, so much to unravel that it was going to be a two part episode. So the next part of the episode is going to be released next week um, on Monday. So keep out for that. But we talked about so much in this first podcast and really want you I want to remind you what to really take away from this as because we did talk about a lot of really personal and certainly not the easiest things to talk about um but I admire Katie for just you know being so honest and allowing me to you know find out all these like personal facts about her and just allowing us all to get an insight into her life um what i really want you guys to take away from this is like when she says like how she began her to own her past and and that whole experience in terms of 
um, what she went through in college and high school and all of those experiences and those dark times really led up to the piece that she wrote and her first piece. Um, and she talks about how at some point she began to just own her truth and um, didn't feel bad if people knew this about her. And I think that is so incredible. Um, and obviously that leads to the person that she is, to who she is today, and has allowed her to, you know, share this piece that was published um, with Refinery29. So I think that's really incredible. Um, and then she talks about how when she started to freelance, um, right, and how she learned how to pitch herself, at some point she didn't care if she was judged. She was just releasing her work to editors and you know this was one of the things that really I guess resonated with them so um I definitely encourage all of you guys to read Katie's piece um it's linked below in the bio and lastly the one thing I want you guys to take away from this is that um in the beginning of this podcast I said the purpose of this was to redefine success and I want to remind you that success is not defined by how much money you make, what school you graduated from, the job that you're in. Success can simply be overcoming a really dark time in your life or, you know, having your first freelance piece that's so personal to you be out there. Um, so I find, you know, Katie was is such a successful and hardworking and genuine human being and I admire her so much for putting this all out there um, let me know what you guys think uh, we did talk about a lot so feel free to write us a message DM um, there's some a lot of personal stuff here but definitely share your thoughts um, and be on the lookout for the next episode um, Katie and I dive deeper into um, her recent experience where her father passed away recently and how she's dealing with that so um, that shall be released next week um, thanks guys for listening